Hello, and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Betting Podcast with Nick and Cody coming at you with our Thursday night football preview. Probably our last Thursday night football preview. I think we're going forward going to just combine this show and our Tuesday episode that uh, recaps the previous week and previews the Sunday slate. Uh, yeah, so anyway, just in the future, go ahead and look out for any Thursday night football bets on that episode. Cody, how are we feeling tonight? It's late on Wednesday night. It's the middle of the week. Uh, how, how are we doing over in KC? I will tell you, we are feeling a lot better tonight than we were uh, yesterday. I was uh, I was a little banged up after winning that volleyball championship. Went back, re-listened to yesterday's podcast, and it was not my best work. So if anyone sat through that yesterday, or today, I guess, whenever you're listening, I uh, I appreciate that. We will be better in the future, but had a good time. Uh, so not sorry, not sorry, but thank you to Nick for carrying that podcast. But I'm having a pretty good Wednesday so far. How are you doing? Tough to come off an 0-5 week and be completely chipper, <laughs> especially after that 0-5 week coincide, uh, coincides with losing to your podcast mate for the first time ever in fantasy football. So it's okay, Cody. You've had a lot of success in the betting market and the fantasy football market in the past. You're going to have these weeks. Everyone does. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, sure. I think you were just fine yesterday. Um I'm doing great too. Uh, no, I had a had a good night at the pub. had a, had some dinner. had a couple drinks. I'm feeling pretty good heading into this Thursday night football matchup. I have a few uh, bets that I really really like in this one too. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, this is going to be a really quick one for you guys. Uh, we're only going to preview the Thursday night football game in this one. So we're going to talk about the line between the Jags and the Saints. And then we're also going to give you a couple props that we like from the game. And then we'll get out of here 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, very digestible episode for you guys here today. But uh, I talked about this on the uh, previous episode, if anybody listened to that. Uh, the Saints are favored by one point in this one at home. Over under is 40. We love the Saints in this spot. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is banged up uh, after that knee injury he sustained against the Colts uh, a few days ago. He's coming off, of obviously, a short week. He is coming off of uh, the London trip the two weeks previous to uh, last week. And I think the jet lag is going to finally settle in for this Jags team here uh, against a really, really good Saints defense on the road. Um, I, I have a very hard time fading them. I'm very glad this came. Uh, it, it went up to minus three uh, when we were recording the other day because there was some speculation Trevor Lawrence was going to miss the game. Positive news came out about his injury status, and it went back down to minus one, which actually benefits us. I think um, obviously C.J. Beathard would be a downgrade, but if he was announced as a starter, this thing would have gone to minus five or minus six for the Saints. would have been hard to for back sure. them at that point. So uh, with a hobbled Trevor Lawrence, I like the Saints a lot in this spot. They are going to be the desperate team here. Uh, Jags coming off three straight wins. Saints coming off that frustrating loss against the Texans. I am all over them at Saints minus one, and it is going to be one of my best bets this week. Locking it in. There we go. Love it. Now you get to you get to feel what it feels <laughs> like to sweat out a Thursday like night game as <laughs> yeah. your best bet. Yep, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I'm on the same side as you. I don't really have a very strong conviction either way. But um, you know, if Lawrence plays, he's going to be limited with that ankle. So this, I think the Saints are the smart bet. Like you said, if there's any kind of negative news that comes out tomorrow, for some reason he's a, a late scratch, this number will jump up pretty quickly. So Right. You're also playing yeah, that small you're possibility. I mean, you, if, you, if you play this number at minus one, 
you are getting free money if it comes out tomorrow that, you know, hey, the Jags are just going to say, throw Beathard in there. Trevor Lawrence is coming off a short week. We don't want to risk him long term, which is honestly, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this knee injury that he has, but for just probably the smart move. I mean, you're talking about a guy that played a football game four days ago uh, that injured himself in that football game. I cannot imagine he's going to be feeling great four days later against a great defense on the road. Uh, so I I think there is a small possibility the Jags actually just sit him down, which would, again, send this number four or five points the other way. And, uh, you again, you could you could even just buy out of this position and just bet the Jags at plus five or plus six at that point. You might get your money yep. both ways. And worst case scenario, you know, you're losing the uh, the premium you pay on the, uh, the bet itself. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think this minus one is absolutely the play right now. Yeah, they did sign Nathan Rourke to their practice squad today. So, again, there is positive news that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. But that is just something to keep in mind. They are prepared in case Trevor Lawrence is not ready to go tomorrow. Uh, probably not going to know till about an hour, hour and a half before game time. So I would take it at minus one now. And then like Nick said, if, if it ends up Lawrence gets out or is out, then you got a really, really solid bet. And even if he does end up playing, he's hobbled and probably going to be pretty limited. Um, I did want to touch on the over under real quick. It actually ticked up a half a point since last night. It is (laughs) over under at 40. Um, under 40 was in strong consideration for my best bets. I know Nick had highlighted it quite a bit on our review show, but I decided, you know, there were five other bets. I liked a little bit more. I do think the under is a good bet. It's just, I looked it up today. You are getting 80% of public bets coming in on the under and it ticked up half a point since yesterday. That typically means there are some sharp money coming in on the over. Um, but again, you're, Best case scenario, you get Trevor Lawrence with a bum knee, and I don't really think that that gives you a lot of confidence in the over with a very good Saints defense. So I still like it quite a bit. Like I said, if we had six best bets, it would probably slip in there. Um, But I'm just going to stick away from it because it does seem like there's some sharp betters going for the over. I I understand that, and I have seen, uh, again, yeah, that ticking up does definitely tell you that just in a general sense, but... Uh, I think sometimes you kind of have to go chalk. I mean, they're against professional betters are yeah. going to win six out of 10 times, but four out of 10 times they won't. And sniffing out uh, where the chalk is going to be the right spot, you know, takes some courage. But uh, I, I don't, I, from a football perspective, I just don't see it here. 40 points sounds right. like a lot from a Saints team that, again, has hit 12 straight unders. And all six of their games this year have been under 40 points uh, to- total for both teams. Uh, I, this just seems like a really, really obvious underspot. Maybe that's why the, you know, the sharps are backing the other side, just because this is one of those games that swings the other way. But, um, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I think it's going to go under, uh, unless we get a defensive touchdown or two and betting on those is, uh, a bit of a fool's errand in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a reason why those are plus 500 odds or better in most right. games. So, I agree with you. Um, just a little update here on the primetime unders this year. They are 14-6, and six, so <laughs> if you would have quit Sounds your like job at the me. beginning of the season and just bet primetime unders, you would, uh, you'd you'd be doing pretty well. Um, all righty. Well, I guess I don't really have too much more to add. I think we're on the same side. Saints minus one, under 40, if you want to get some Thursday night action. Uh, Nick is locking in. Saints minus one is one of his five best bets of the week. Anything else on the line or the over-under? Uh, the under would have been in strong consideration if I hadn't played the line. I'm not going to play both, though. I, I learned my lesson in week one of last year to 
not include both <laughs> both lines of one game in my best bet. You know, just I'm just risking too much on a Jags pick six. Basically, if that happens, then both of my lines are yeah. ruined and uh i can't i can't have that so uh, otherwise i, I, I will be uh, playing the under separately beyond the best bets myself so yeah i would I, I like the number a lot yeah absolutely that would be just having to record a podcast with you on thursday night after both of those were to not hit would be, be so, uh, yeah. not too yeah, much fun I'd, so I'd send in my best bets and you just have to read them off for the listeners i wouldn't be there yeah <laughs> No, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm not going to lock it in as a best bet, but I will have a little bit on the under as well. So yeah. keep writing those primetime unders. This seems like a pretty easy one. All right, let's jump over to the props. Both of us have two we like. Uh, I actually found a few more I liked. Uh, last week was a really tough game to to find props that we were really heavy on because we wanted to fade the Chiefs offense, but it's always hard to bet unders on Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or any one of the seven receivers they use. Uh, so, and then same with the Broncos that, you know, their under over unders are so low. It's really hard to play those unders because garbage time could always kind of kill you. But I think here there are some interesting options, Cody, uh, you want to go ahead and give your first one. I actually, I think this might be my favorite one on the board. Yeah, sure. I will go ahead and kick it off. Uh, just a disclaimer, both of mine are going to contain a little bit of Christian Kirk, but uh, this one I agree with is also probably one of my favorite ones I've come up with. Uh, Christian Kirk, over four and a half receptions. You do got to eat a little bit. The odds are minus 135. They were, they were minus 125 earlier today when I looked at this, so it seems like the uh, bets are coming in on his over. The Saints have given up the seventh most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this season, and they've only given up one touchdown from the slot. This means that the volume has been there. Shout out to Conch Picks on TikTok for uh, showing me this stat earlier today. I thought that was pretty interesting. Kirk has hit five or more receptions in half of his game so far this season. And the way I'm thinking about this, if Trevor Lawrence does play, they're going to bring in a tight end for additional blocking, whether that's Evan Ingram or one of their backup tight ends. So that eliminates one receiving option for you. And then whether it's Lawrence or C.J. Beathard, they are going to want to get some quick passes out near the line of scrimmage. That is where Christian Kirk thrives. So I could just see this being a game where he ends up with six, seven catches for you know, 70, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown, maybe not a touchdown, but I think the volume is going to be there nevertheless. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. The Saints have a very good group of outside corners, including Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, the slot is kind of where you have to beat them. You're going to have to beat them with, them with, a, with the quick game. They have a good pass rush as well, so getting the ball out quickly, especially with an injured Trevor Lawrence or even a backup quarterback, I think either way, makes a lot of sense for Christian Kirk to be relatively featured in this one and four and a half is not a lot for his reception total. Uh, without looking at his stats the past four games, I would imagine he has uh, – he has hit this in most of his games so far this year. So, yeah, good call by Cody. Uh, Christian Kirk will be featured in this game most likely. My first bet is uh, surprisingly going to be on an over, uh, especially because we are on the under in this game overall. But we are taking Chris Olave over 95 receiving yards. That's at plus 225. We're going to push this one up from its 61.5 line uh, that it's at right now. You can get that one at minus 135. The juice is on the over there, uh, or I guess the uh, – you know, the, the sharps are on the overs. So that's why you have to pay a little bit of juice to get it. So that should tell you a little something about how they feel about Chris Olave in this game. But um, I think uh, the Jags, uh, the Jags are a bottom five defense against 20 plus yard uh, down the field passes. 
Their number one corner, Tyson Campbell, is going to be out in this game as well. Chris Olave should have a chance to catch a downfield ball or two. So I like pushing this number up a little bit to get me some juice. I personally put uh, a little bit on this line myself. So I feel pretty confident in it. I think Olave is kind of the, you know, the, the way to attack this Jags defense. They have a bit of a pass funnel defense that's developing so far this year. They're good against the run. Uh, good against the short game, but they have been beaten deep pretty consistently. And Chris Olave is clearly the guy on the Saints offense that fills that role. Rashid Shahid will get his shot player too, but Chris Olave is the, you know, target hog that will fill that role. I think the key here is that Derek Carr uh, shoulder looks healthy at this point. The first three games of the yep. year, Olave had 112, 86, and 104 receiving yards. Uh, then Derek Carr hurt his shoulder in that third game that Olave had the 104 receiving yards. Olave had four and 12 receiving yards in the preceding two games because Derek Carr was not throwing the ball down the field. Then last week against Houston, seven for 96, gets back on track because uh, Carr's shoulder's feeling healthier. So looks like we have full practices coming into the week for Carr. Olave has actually been limited, but uh, he looks like he's going to be okay. An injury he dealt with last week still got to that 96 total. So I, I like Olave's uh, over quite a bit here. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. The uh, stat that the Jags are bottom five against passes 20 or more yards downfield was a little bit interesting. I did not know that. Um, I know you had mentioned Shahid. I just want to point out, if you like some longer odds, 60 or more for Shahid's at plus 295. 70 or more is at plus 475. And I probably wouldn't go 80 or 90 or more, but they're really good odds. So, um, like you said, he's probably going to get a shot or two downfield. So, I I wouldn't mind sprinkling just a little bit on him in case one of those deep balls happen to go uh, to someone else outside of Olave. But yeah. Regardless, I do like I do like Olave over 95 receiving yards. Got him in a couple of fantasy leagues that uh, I need to make some turnarounds in, so I would appreciate that big time. Uh, my second prop bet here, we are again going to ride Christian Kirk. I think it's going to be a pretty big game for him, and we are going to take Christian Kirk over 40 receiving yards. We're going to go ahead and parlay that with Kamara over 50 rushing yards. I'm not going to keep hyping up Christian Kirk. I think you guys get that point. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw in a very reachable rushing number for Kamara just to get some juicier odds at plus 126. Nothing crazy getting over 50. Um, obviously, like Nick had pointed out, the Jags are a basically a pass funnel defense. They want you to run the ball against them, but I do think that the there's a good chance the Saints are leading for the majority of this game. They may be able just to lean on Kamara, so it may not be a, a pop player too. It may be, you know, 15 18 20 carries for 65 70 yards not very efficient but i think he's going to get the volume to make it happen so kirk over 40 receiving yards camara over 50 rushing yards at plus 126 yeah hard to argue with uh like you said i don't think camara is going to have an extremely efficient day on the ground but he's had 51 80 and 68 yards in his three games back so far seeing a ton of volume hasn't really even had a very easy schedule to this point in the three games he's played so uh yeah i think these both are very achievable and you know without uh something we don't expect like an injury or you know a uh, a, a jags beatdown, i think both of these things are very possible <laughs> uh and For lastly sure. We are riding the same narrative we've been preaching all day. I'm going Jags under their 19.5 team total at minus 102. Clearly fading the Jags offense in this one. I think they'll need a defensive score to get to 20 points here uh, with a hobble Trevor Lawrence or a backup quarterback. Uh, 
seems like a good spot to take the under here. Uh, the Saints, uh, let me let me double check this. The Saints have allowed 20 points in exactly two games so far this year. One against the Texans last week, it was exactly 20. One against the Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers at home a couple weeks ago. But uh, the Saints defense, like we said, really legit. Uh, one of the best three or four in the NFL. And uh, on a short week with a hollow Trevor Lawrence, I will fade the Jags offense pretty comfortably, especially because it's basically even money at minus 102. Yeah, and uh, build on that, the before the Buccaneers game, I believe the Saints went either 12 or 13 games in a row dating back to last year where they did not give up more than 20 points on defense. And the Buccaneers had plenty of short field opportunities in that game against the Saints because I think that they... If you look at the scoreboard, I think they kind of put it on him a little bit, but it was it was a lot of short fields for Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. So I do like this one quite a bit. I mean, taking whatever team the Saints are playing to not score more than 20 points has been a very solid bet. So I would keep riding that one, especially, like you said, you're getting it at minus 102. I mean, if C.J. Beathard is a quarterback, I mean, another one you, you don't want to jinx it, but you're feeling really, really good about it from the start of the game. Yeah. So Absolutely. I like that one quite a bit. Um, anything else you had in consideration? I kind of had my two and that was it. Anything stick out to you? So I really want to bet the under on the Trevor Lawrence passing yard total, but I could not find a book that was going to give it out to me right now with his uncertain status. So, uh, take a look tomorrow. If he is, you know, anywhere around the 250 mark, I'm taking that under. I'd probably play it all the way down to around 235. Uh, that's kind of when you get to the, the point that garbage time could save you with that over, but um i think yeah 250 if that if it comes out around there i'll play the under on trevor lawrence uh, i just i unfortunately could not find that number anywhere because of his injury yeah if he does end up playing as well i will take trevor lawrence over half of an interception so basically just sure. for him to throw a pick the saints defense um if you give them the chance they do not drop interceptions very often they've been very efficient when given the opportunity so i would ride that like i said with uh with a little bit of a hurt knee i'd assume he's probably not gonna be able to move around as much i could definitely see a ball thrown up that he shouldn't have that ends up going the other way so I, i'm with you if he ends up playing definitely look out for those two I did, before we sign off, I did want to say whether you're watching or listening, make sure you're subscribed, all that kind of good stuff. And then Nick is heading out to Denver this weekend, so we are going to be recording our best bets tomorrow, probably evening, afternoon, I'm not sure exactly what time yet. And then we will be releasing it on Friday. So if you want the most up-to-date odds from when we were betting, make sure you tune in Friday morning, because by the time... As I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the pod, there's a lot of books out there that won't let professional betting money come in until Friday or Saturday because they want to get what they feel is the best of the number right. up until that point. So there's going to be some line movement over the weekend. So make sure you tune into Friday's episode so that way you can see the numbers that we're seeing and you can bet along with us if you'd like. But Nick, I think that's going to wrap it up for me. I, uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow, and we will get our best bets out there, like I said, on Friday. So make sure to look out for that. Go Saints. Yeah, go Saints. Peace out, everybody.